And uh, Karen messaged me and yeah. said, wait, I'll pull it up. Because I was like, it's Karen. Like, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> and I was actually like, oh, where is it? So I listened to the podcast this afternoon, dot, dot, dot. It is amazing. I'm really impressed. But don't let that get to your head. <laughs> you know... Karen, she's a good girl. I think she really likes us. You know, she won't tell us, but I think she really likes us. Trying to hide it. Trying to hide it. You want to get started then? Yeah, let's go. All right. Let's go. (laughs) All right. Welcome uh, to episode three of Man Talk presented by Jibu Boys. Um, Today, we got a very special guest once again. The second guest. Um, We got... A guy with probably, honestly, to me, one of the a last name that just is made to go on the back of a jersey. We got Isaac Fishbein with us. What's up, Fish? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me here. It's an honor. Welcome to podcast land. <laughs> so uh, we also got Mike Mike McKay with us. Obviously, Mike, how you doing on this snowy Tuesday morning? Hey, boys. Haven't even looked outside. Is it snowing? Oh, it, it was snowing pretty good. Uh, earlier today like it's not, pretty not cold to me yeah. yeah but uh fish introduce introduce yourself to everyone listening what are what are you up to um how you've been keeping busy and what what do you what's the first thing you're gonna do when this uh quarantine's over oh man uh that's a heavy question right now <laughs> um, you got lots of yeah. time to think about it yeah true um but yeah i'm just uh Finishing up my uh, fourth uh, fourth term in school here. Uh, got I was supposed to have a assignment due yesterday, but the due date's now the twenty third. So my uh, group is not exactly uh, open to wanting to finish it now. So we got another two days in the line. Um, then after that, I'm basically free for the quarantine and and uh, yeah, who knows? Definitely want to like uh get into the guitar playing more um been exercising a decent amount which is good maybe even picking up a book that'd be that'd be a huge step for me too but <laughs> um yeah when the quarantine ends i don't know definitely gotta hang out with the boys at some point uh if not the first thing uh but i don't know definitely i'll get out and play some sports with someone at least which would be a fun thing to do so yeah i was i was thinking like what would i want to do and i I can't even answer. I just want to, as long as I'm hanging out with somebody, I could care less what I'm doing and yeah. I'm away from the house. Yeah. No offense to my family, but uh, <laughs> maybe get away from them for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Mike, you got anything you really want to do? No, really. I just want to see the boys. I just want to, I just want to see people, just hang out with them. I'm missing people, I guess. So. TK isn't coming there for you. But- um well tk is good oh so the other night um this was fun we played like i'm not big into shoot 'em up video games but uh we played fortnite mm. um i didn't realize like you could play split screen yeah. so like taylor and i played fortnite and then we played with like um another guy from youth um and his dad like that was actually kind of fun is that your first Are you any good? Playing, Mike? am i any good no i'm terrible is that your first time playing um, I've played a couple of times before, but I don't really get that into Fortnite. So, mm. yeah. Um, I meant to ask you, Mike, how did, uh, yeah. 
how did last week go? Like you, you kind of said you're just putting everything aside mm-hmm. and just focusing on what God has to say. How did that go? Um, I don't, it's, I think it was like a lot of things, um, God was telling me, like he just was affirming, uh, things that he had already said. Um, one thing that, uh, I was really just trying to, um, like improve my heart and, uh, get closer with God. And one thing that I noticed, cause I was listening to an Easter Sunday sermon. This is like one thing I learned last week. I maybe like, yeah, just like noticed it was like, it was just so interesting to me how, um, when you, when Jesus was on the cross and you had, um, the two criminals beside him, there's this, um, the one criminal is like, Hey, like, why don't you just save yourself and save, save us too while you're at it, blah, blah, blah. Like he has like no respect. And then the other criminals, like, don't you fear God? And like this other criminal, like he says, he like calls to Jesus. He's like, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And I was like, I was just, I never had been taken back by that, but I was really taken back. Like this guy just calls on the name Jesus. And all he asks for is just remember me, just, just remember me. And then he says, when you come into your kingdom, like everyone else uh, who's watching Jesus die on the cross is thinking this was the guy that was going to establish and set up his kingdom. Look at him now. He's on a cross. He's dying. He's not going to establish his kingdom. Mm-hmm. But yet the criminal to the to the side of him is like still believing with faith that he's still going to be establishing his kingdom. And I was just like taken back, like the faith of that guy to still believe that as Jesus is dying on the cross. Like that was something I I learned last week that I was like, that really took me back. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it seems like a side character, side character that wouldn't mean much, but obviously it does. Yeah, I think he's actually like probably one of my favorite characters right now in the Bible. Like, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I mean, I want to. Yeah, that's sick. And and Jesus' response, uh, what was his exact response? There, he's pretty positive, right? Like, um, it's something like, "I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise." Yeah. Something like that. That's it. Yeah. So that was so cool. It's like, I'm not just going to remember you. I'm going to like live with you. Mm-hmm. Like that was, whoa, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that just kind of shows that's what it takes to get into the kingdom of heaven is like just complete, just faith and submission to God. Like not just fearing God, not expecting like anything um, in return and then he's just like whoa just re- like you just got to surrender yourself to god which was really like my whole goal of last week was to surrender myself to god more so but yeah sweet yeah that's sweet. um totally changing the subject here you know we're a sports pop yeah no problem yeah no problem yeah we're gonna talk a little bit about sports here um obviously there are no sports going on right now but uh i think uh fish you know obviously we're here to talk about uh responsibility of a man but i think for me at least one of the bigger reasons you're here on this podcast is you're here to here to settle a little uh confusion that we have oh man you and mike you know uh fish tell us a little bit about this confusion that we have well uh yeah thanks for asking first of all i want to confirm the the non-seeding they don't reseed uh, in the playoffs. You continue on. Your fantasy here? Yeah. Um, but uh, are we not talking fantasy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was also thinking uh, the Nylander thing. 
Oh, yeah. That too, eh? All-Star Fantasy. Yeah, because if you don't remember, listeners, Fish made an appearance uh, in the first podcast. Well, not really an appearance. We just kind of name drop him. We're like, and you're probably like, who's this Fish guy? Well, this is that Fish guy. <laughs> so. Um the fish guy that the fish guy that owes me lunch, if I remember correctly. I'll get to that, Mike. <laughs> okay, yeah. You okay, you settle the dispute right now. We'll we'll give you your 30 seconds to talk. <laughs> um but yeah, the fancy's on the mind. I just want to say that I I completely disagree with what uh Dylan Mike agreed upon last podcast that Oh come that Mike on. Could, what? Well for two for mainly two reasons. That um I don't think you can claim anyone can win this season. For basically just because regular season, we all agreed, doesn't matter. Like, well, not all of us, but we all did like playoff. We all would say whoever wins playoffs wins the, the cup, right? So you can't just say whoever wins regular season because that was not told beforehand. And maybe others would try in the regular season. But, <laughs> um, and the other reason is that, um, shoot, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, playoffs are just like is a one week experience. Like, I could have had the best first week of my life in playoffs, and and that doesn't mean I get to win the championship. I mean, it, it'd be sick that you could beat number one, but I don't know. I just think playoffs is more more like hit or miss. So I don't think one one week could justify a championship for anyone. So like four days of the first week, Mike against Alex. So I don't yeah, think I, I, I don't think I don't think that. I mean, congrats to you, like that you're beating number one guy, but I don't think that can justify. Uh, the whole three-week championship when you're doing good for four days and playoff hey, well, handles hit and miss so okay well if you look at my team um i mean i don't know it was pretty rock solid but uh like i never really understood how all year i was always like struggling to be in a playoff spot when i thought like i had like a good pair of goalies in saros and Rene. they just didn't seem to like like i don't know like this year was uh, weird for Nashville. So, but Saros in his last like ten games or so looked really good. He looked yeah. really good, and I think I'm confident now to keep him for next year because uh, he really looks like a solid start. Just in those the, those last ten games. Yeah, the more the more the season went on, the more I regretted that trade to give you Saros. But <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, how did Dubnik work out for you? Uh, I'm not gonna not gonna say my sources failed me. <laughs> your services food i think uh yeah but yeah whenever i do it the thing is whenever i do a trade with fish the player i send to him always gets injured or something like that yeah, like taylor hall like hall last yeah year. taylor hall yeah traded him when he was like at the highest like he was pretty much like he just came off like mvp status from the year before yeah i and mean then, that was yeah. a horrible trade but could have been better. no it wasn't no it wasn't, it wasn't but anyways the Definitely want to sell that Nylander dispute. It's tough because because uh, we didn't put much uh, thought into the conditions for this, and if we would have, then we would have had a clear, more clear, um, I guess, explanation. But I don't know. I'd I'd be tough not to say that if this season doesn't end that uh, or doesn't continue at all, that uh, Mike would obviously win because the only condition we put on it was he had to get to seventy points. We didn't say injuries. We didn't say if he's on that pace, but. Um, I, I'd have to give it to Mike, but uh, Nick, really, I don't know just, if Nick, Nick, well, you share what you were thinking about playoffs. Well, like, first, I think we should go like a little in depth because, like, I don't know if we totally explained the bet. All right, like, um, so here we are, 
all the boys are together watching the Leafs first game. And, you know, obviously me and Fish are just pumping Nylander's wheels like, yo, this guy's so sick. Like, like, and this is right after he's coming off, like, the worst year of his life. Mm. And everyone's chirping him for his massive contract, right? Like, what a waste of money. You know, I hear yeah, Mike chirping. Yeah, I hear and Mike chirp, chirping. I'm like, huh, that's like big talk from a Sens fan. <laughs> so I'm like, Mike, I guarantee you, Nylander's going to hit 70 points this year. And Mike's like, oh, yeah, right. So I was like, all right, what are we betting? And Fish is hearing this. He's like, I'll hop in on this. Like, yeah. Let's go here because, like, me and Fish, you know, I'd say we have a bit of an eye, a bit of an eye for a good player. And, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, just look at our fantasy record, Mike. I, yeah. I'll just say that. Ignore the skeptics. What do you mean? Yeah. My fantasy – look at my fantasy record. Like, well, I'm, I'm not chirping you. Uh, you're you're the one who's kind of like laughing at us when I say we have a good eye, but I'm just – Well, I'm, I'm – you know, you're good managers, but like, come <laughs> on, like – like Nylander, like you, you just thought, oh, that's going to be an easy lunch, seventy points. Like, well, no, I didn't think it was going to be an easy lunch, but like, I a hundred percent am confident in Nylander. Yeah. yeah, and he's on pace, yeah. by the way. Points per game is right on pace. Um, so yeah, we hey, bet. for the first half of the season it was under. It was under. But yeah, yeah, that wasn't. So fun yeah, me, good, you know, good for him to heat up. Good for him yeah. to heat up. <laughs> so me, me and Fish, we bet Mike lunch. Like each of us individually would have to buy Mike lunch if Nylander doesn't hit 70. And then Mike would yeah. have to buy me and Fish lunch if he does hit 70. Only thing is, like, this is me and Fish's fault 100%. We didn't yeah. put like any conditions, like no injuries, basically injuries. That's, <laughs> we didn't say, like, oh, but if he gets injured, yada, 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 you know, conditions. So, yeah. Um, I like, if the season ends today and there's no no more games, like yeah, me and mm-hmm. Fish, hundred percent, we lost that bet. Yeah, but like, um, I I think the season's gonna continue. I think, I think so too, eh? I uh, think so too. There's just way too much money involved, and like, yeah, too much draft capital traded, and teams are going for it this year, and contracts are gonna expire. Even uh, if it happens without the fans, I can see that. Yeah. I, there's just way too much money. Like it's a business, and yeah. you're gonna lose money if they don't do it. So I, I don't see any way that they don't award a. Do you think they're top. gonna? Do you think they're going to just like host um a bunch of games in like Vegas or somewhere like that, and just like put teams up in a hotel? I'm telling you, man. Like, just do Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta. Mm, yeah, where there's like no cases. Yeah. And there's, yeah. there's tons of rinks. Um, yeah. You, you could like split, like you could say like Western Conference are between like Alberta and Saskatchewan. And then like Eastern Conference is in Manitoba. Mm. Guys, yeah, that's cool. Are you guys thinking they have to give them at least like a week before playoffs or what? Oh, I heard like three weeks. Yeah. It's like a training camp all over again. Yeah. But I, th- I so, think okay. Go ahead, Mike. If they start, if they start the season again, then we're gonna have to like come up with um, what we're gonna do about this Nylander bet, you know? Oh yeah, this is what I'm I'm saying. Nylander's yeah. already missed three games with injury or something like that. Um, yeah. So like I say, we we look at the Leafs, we let them play up to 82 games, whether that's regular season and playoffs. And uh, we see how many points Nylander gets. 
in the in the eighty two games played by the Leafs. So even if that continues into playoffs, those eighty two games still count. Yeah, that's that's just what I think. I mean, I like it. Can... What about you, Mike? And and so you're saying if he falls short, like let's say the Leafs don't play eighty two games, let's say they play seventy eight. Um, yeah. and Nylander, and Nylander finishes with less than 70 points, mm-hmm. I still I still win the bet. Yeah. yeah. Like if they got eliminated in four games in the playoffs or something and he didn't, they didn't reach 82, then you still would still win. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think I'd be happy with that. It's on record. Yeah. <laughs> on record. It's, it's, yeah. Um, another thing we were talking about, like, what, like, counts as lunch? Because I was – I just joking around mm-hmm. with fish here. I was like, "What's what's stopping me from stopping at the grocery store and buying like a fifty-eight cent pack of Mister Noodles and bringing it over for you for lunch?" Like, oh, well, you know, okay, this is this is what lunch is. Okay, it's Mister Panino's Beijing oh. or whatever Beijing House, isn't that? That's what it's called, Mister Panino's. Yeah. Um, that that is lunch like a wholesome jumbo dragon mm-hmm. um or a little auntie's you know, kitchen that's, or something that's like that's like a ten dollar lunch okay um so yeah tw- you know that's 30 bucks for you mike that's not too expensive <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i would i would do that yeah yeah and everyone I mean, it, honestly if i was to buy if I was to buy you guys lunch, I would have been. It would have probably been Mr. Panino's, or it would have been like Auntie. Oh, well, we can't. Well, we'd have to order take it. Uh, I don't know. I, it might be a while till we get lunch figured out. Yeah. Um, if you buy us the two for one chicken on the rocks, Mike, that might save you some money too. Yeah, I also. That's a good one as well, right? Yeah, it's a go-to. What is that? That's fourteen bucks. Yeah, like, for two chicken on the rocks, like twelve yeah. ninety nine or something. Yeah, twelve ninety nine. That's a great deal. Let's put a plug in right now for Auntie's Kitchen, <laughs> University Plaza, two for one chicken on the rocks. Uh, fish, fish is telling you it's uh, twelve ninety nine. So go there, check it out. It's a great deal. Um, free, free advertisement. Right, so, yeah, free advertisement. Uh, hey, what well, if they do a good job with their chicken on the rocks? They'll get a free advertisement from us. <laughs> um, what about? Uh, so actually, we've been getting some fan mail. <laughs> Wow. Did you guys know that? I so I just have to put a plug in right now for um, Ben Drager. He's been he's listened to each of uh, both of our podcasts. He says they're awesome. He loves them. So shout out to Ben Drager. Um, also shout out to um, Lindsay Houston, uh, who listened to our podcast. Um, our last well, I guess she's listened to our last two probably. Um, she really liked it. It was really good. We're actually getting a lot of girl listeners. Dude, that's right? uh, that's Dylan Arndt's fiance. Yeah, that's Connecting that's the, the beautiful here. woman we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, and then uh, oh, and then we have oh, and we have a listener uh, in Norway, oh. Andrew Keel. There we go. International. This man. Wow. International oh. boys. International. Hey, we can we can add a, we can add USA. Got a listener in USA. Mm, so she's consistent, eh? Yeah. She hey. Yeah, she's my, my cousin, she called me up. She said she loves it. She said keep on doing no it. No way. Yeah. I was I was super surprised too, I know. And uh Mike, she yeah. she really liked uh I just said Trump's uh some good reality TV. That was her <laughs> probably her favorite part. 
Uh, okay, well, that got one American. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm about to get my uh, sisters on the east and west coast of Canada to give a listen to them. Mm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Spread the spread the news. Hey, is Janelle listening? Uh, I'm actually not sure. She uh, she actually uh, favored it in my Spotify for me, so I was assuming that she was going to listen, but I actually haven't heard. Oh wow! Okay, cool. But yeah, Janelle's my girlfriend, by the way. Yeah, I, she's a nice girl. <laughs> we all like her. That's good. I'm glad. <laughs> All right, Mike, you got anything to ask this guy or are you jumping into responsibility? Okay, yeah. One, so Fish, yeah. this is, okay, Jivu boys talk right yeah. now. Um, so you and Nick, uh, you coached the soccer team this yeah. year. Um, tell, tell us how that got started um, and how you liked it. Um, yeah, so I, it all got started from uh, – a guy that came to our the Jivu camp last year, um, and he's playing on a indoor soccer team. Um, and yeah, his, his parents were just saying that the, the team needs a coach, and um, and um, yeah, she uh, hit Mike up and and asked if uh, Mike would know anyone, and he threw it out to all the guys. And I was like, yeah, I mean, like it sounds like a good opportunity. I've always, I've always wanted to get into to coaching, um, probably a soccer, even not hockey or something of some sort, but. I thought it'd be a great opportunity. Didn't really have like too much of expectations. Like I've never really coached before, but um, yeah, I don't know about you, Nick, but I had a blast. Like by the end of it, I was I was pretty sad that it was over. I, mean, I don't know if it's because we because we just had a good group of guys, or we just uh, did well, or I don't know what it was, but yeah, I just had a blast. Yeah, I, like I I doubt, I didn't really know what to expect when uh when we signed up for that because like I don't know, it's a pretty big responsibility, but. Like I think we got how how old were they? The grade nine and ten. Like they're just a sick age. Yeah. Like we're like they still cared, and then like, but they're and they're super nice to us. And it was house league too, so it wasn't too too intense. But they all wanted to win too, and yeah. we were good. So that's that also helped. So yeah, that was going, a blast. Going back to my high, like uh, house league days, I was I was expecting a lot more like crazy kids, especially at my age. But they all seemed to like be pretty mature and and uh, yeah, want to learn. And uh, just improve, so that's off to them. But yeah, it was a great nice. experience. Definitely would do it again. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, if you're looking for, if you got a soccer team that needs coaching or anything, hit up the Jibu boys. We might be able to hook you up with a coach. That's what I just learned. We today. have a little uh, championship um, too. Not quite all. Yeah. Of that, Ch- championship pedigree. Yeah, you guys finished. Okay, how'd you guys finish? We uh, what we lose one. Well, other than the final, we lost one game all year and lost in the yeah. final on a on a nail biter. So, I'd say it's a pretty mm. good, successful first season. But we're we're looking for a yeah. slight raise, though. We'll be a little <laughs> more expensive after our performance. But. Yeah. All right, I'll give you a I'll give you a fifty percent raise. Fifty percent of zero is uh, zero. Unless, okay, unless we're coaching the Premier League, then we'll do three. But. Or, yeah, or maybe I'll just uh, I'll just buy you ch- more chicken on the rocks. Anthony's uh, kitchen. I can, I can let that slide. <laughs> but yeah, I'd recommend it to anyone who's who's into sports and into into just seeing young boys grow and um, yeah, just helping them with their with whatever whatever knowledge you have of of a sport and just helping them um, to improve and. Um, 
yeah, maybe even just like show them what it means to be a man. Mm. Mm. Yeah, be that, be that embodiment of the vision of yeah. manhood. Live it. Good way to start. Yeah. Sweet. So, uh, yeah, we want to dive into the accepting responsibility. Um, it's the second of uh, the Jivu boys, or the yeah, the, the vision of manhood. Um, Mike, you want to start us off on on your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I mean, responsibility, boys. It's a big one. Responsibility, that is big. Okay. Um, I think Jordan Peterson says that responsibility, he says that is the meaning of mm-hmm. life responsibility. Did you know that? I Nick? did. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're talking about something big. We're talking about responsibility. We're not talking about rights. We're talking about responsibility. And I think boys, I think are really craving responsibility. They're like, stop talking about rights. You know, you can't have a discussion about rights without a discussion about responsibility. Mm-hmm. So today we're talking about responsibility. Um, it's something that I think people are hungry for. Um, so we're going to be talking about that today on the podcast. Um, so first up, we're going to go to um, Genesis. Uh, I guess we're kind of continuing from where we read last time. So we were in Genesis 3 last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we were... We were in Genesis 3 last week. It definitely repeats for you guys going over last week, like the Genesis 2 and 3. Like a lot of it. Yeah. of Adam's responsibilities, so. So we did Genesis 3 verses 1 to 7 we read. Um, and now we're going to read Genesis 3, um, 8 to... Um, we can go eight to 15. So the next seven verses. Yeah. I think that would be good. Hey, do we have, um, fish you want to, I guess we get our, we always get our listener to read it for us or our guests to to read it. So you want to read from eight to 15 there? Yeah. Sure. Just give me a sec here. Got the NLT too, for anyone wondering. And yeah, I'm. I have an NLT Bible as yeah. well. Um, Can't go wrong. Um, all right, yeah, Genesis three eight. Um, when the cool evening breeze breeze were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called. Then the Lord God called to the man, "Where are you?" He replied, "I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked." Who told you that you were naked? Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, It was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, What have you done? The serpent deceived me. She replied, That's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Mm. Okay. All right. I'm going to look at this big, ooh, accepting responsibility. Okay. So 
um, God, we talked about this last week, uh, God told Adam, he gave the warning to Adam in Genesis 2 verse uh, 17, he's, or 2 verse 16, 17, he's like, you may freely eat the fruit of every, every tree in the garden, except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. So he gave those instructions to Adam and Adam only. Eve wasn't there yet when he gave him those instructions. So it was Adam's responsibility um, to maintain that command from God. And we read last time uh, that that didn't happen, that Adam failed. Okay. So now, so now the, uh, it says in verse nine that the Lord God called to the man, where are you? So the Lord God, when he was looking for them, he was calling to the man, where are you? He was looking for a response from the man, the man that he put in charge. I gave you responsibility uh, to tell your wife Eve about not eating from the fruit um, of that one tree in the garden. Um, and you, and so then, and of course, and of course, this is kind of silly because it's like, of course, God knows where they are. Um, and of course, God knows they've already ate from the fruit, but he kind of plays it like, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? Yeah. And then, and then this is the verse. So verse 12, this is the verse I'm going to sit at today. It says the man replied, it was the woman. Okay. So the man's blaming the woman now. And then he says, it was the woman you gave me. Oh, so now God's, so now Adam's not only blaming the woman, he's blaming God. It says, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. Um, before you start now, Mike, like I, I completely, I completely agree. Mm -hmm. That's the, the main verse um, that we should be focusing on. But I just want to point out that even mm -hmm. in verse 10 is like the first moment that like, that's the first moment that he, uh, that he really did not accept responsibility just in the sense that I heard mm. you walking in the garden. So I hid like that's, the, that's the exact mm. opposite of what he should be doing. He should be like, um, like stepping up to God and owning up to what he did, but instead he's, he's trying to avoid it and, and not accept responsibility for it. So I think even before that's an interesting point, I think where we oftentimes run from God and we hide, but his character is such that we're actually, when we mess up and make a mistake, we should actually run mm -hmm. to God uh, instead. Yeah, and, and uh, own up and condemn our sins. But yeah, even before that, that main verse you were talking about, I think that's the the first uh, issue that Adam ran into. Mm -hmm. No, 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 that's a good point. I actually, I completely missed that. Um, that is good. I like that. So Adam hid. Um, instead of owning up to his responsibility, coming to God, confessing what he's done, he just hides any any hides with the woman mm -hmm. so then so then okay it was the woman you gave me it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and i ate it so it's just it's just you know the man blaming the woman the man blaming god like oh man what the yeah. heck right um but then it's kind of interesting then the one then the the woman is like, uh, so then, so then it says, then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? And then it's like, at least she has, you know, at least she has a bit of an excuse, right? She's like, the serpent deceived me. She replied, like, who would have expected, you know, a talking snake, you know? So at least she has a bit of an excuse there, but really the man's excuse, it's really kind of, it's really kind of pathetic. I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't, like, you still have. <laughs> 
she does still knew. She, she yeah. still knew what not to do, and she she let the serpent yeah. uh, convince her. But yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, was, um. So I, obviously, I read I read the book, and while I was thinking of stuff to say, like about ex- acceptance responsibility. The the book the book the book you mean yeah. the how to raise a modern day like, book. So I was trying to think of like, you know, about this, but like, I think the book just like brings it in perfectly and way better than anything I can say. So I'll, I'll quote the book mm. here and it said, uh, our Lord mm. has entrusted us with a will to obey, a work to do and a woman to love. So the wor- the will to obey mm. is, is our, our God, our father, uh, our work to do is to redeem the lost and our woman to love is uh, the church. Um, or And you can also replace the church with your wife. And uh, and it's this is where here Adam um, basically rejects all three of those. God's will, God's work, and he refused to love his woman. Mm. And, and this is where how he rejects his responsibility. Like those three are our responsibilities. It's a, we have responsibility to obey. Uh, responsibility to do our work and our responsibility to, to love our woman. And in all three of those areas, Adam uh, did not do those responsibilities. And I think that like, that's a perfect, in my opinion, a perfect way to look at like how he failed to accept his responsibility. Okay. Um, so, uh, so will to obey. So Adam disobeyed God by, um, eating yeah. the fruit. Okay. So he didn't follow that and one. Hiding. Um, and then, sorry. Well, and yeah, hiding? Just like, yeah, he didn't, he didn't own up, own up to it right away. So yeah. Yeah. And then, so will to obey work to do. Um, so God gave him a work yeah, to, to do. Look right? over the garden. Okay. Yeah. So look over the garden. And did Adam do well, that? Like, no, because part of his responsibilities while looking over the garden was to make sure that no one ate the forbidden fruit. Yeah. That's did a good for point, time, right? time period, but um, then he ultimately failed. Yeah. Yeah. So he did, he definitely did, uh, um, you know, he was doing a good job with his work to do for a while. Like uh, the Lord was, which I think is Jesus. Um, so Jesus in the garden is like uh, building all these animals out of the dust. And um, and he's bringing them to Adam to name them. And he's like doing this job. He's doing this work. So he's following at that moment. He's following his work to do. Um, but he clearly fails um, at some point. Um, and Dill made an interesting point last week, actually. Um, he said something and I didn't catch uh, catch it when he said it, but he just kind of made a point because I was talking about kind of like Adam's work to do as he's naming uh, the animals. And I'm like, and then when Eve comes on the scene, you know, he just kind of continues on with his work to do. Like he names Eve, which is like kind of awkward, kind of weird that he treats him like treats her kind of like rest of the rest of the creatures uh, when she's like the most beautiful creature he's ever seen. Um, and Adam and um, Dill just made a point that um, he's like, oh, but that was before sin entered the world. Um, and so Dill just made a point, and I just think we didn't, like, capture that. It's like when sin entered the world, the work became mm. burdensome. So the work was the work was a lot 
um, easier before sin yeah. entered the world. And if you keep reading Genesis, you see that like the ground becomes mm -hmm. cursed because of their sin. Um, so it's like the work then becomes burdensome. And it's like even harder now for like what was like really loving, enjoyable work uh, for Adam to do became like burdensome. Um, so that's the work to do. And then the woman to love Nick, where do you think uh, he failed with um, loving well, like, his woman? Um, I think like as men, we are like, we're made to, to lead the family, our families. Right. So um, he's like, in a way he's responsible for Eve. And, and in verse 12, he says, it was the woman who gave me the fruit and I ate it. And so essentially he puts all the responsibility on Eve and he's like, he mm -hmm. blames her and he doesn't, even though he, he was made first and uh, he, yeah, he just totally rejects his responsibility as Adam to, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, like, no, like, no, I agree. Like God put him in, in charge of naming the animals, like taking care of the garden and, uh, and passing on the rules to Eve and uh, assuming he did all that, but uh, he also had the responsibility to when Eve did pick up that apple and, um, go to take a bite he had that opportunity to stop her he had that opportunity not to um to follow in like not to eat the apple as well but um yeah i completely agree that he he should have led the way mike you agree with that or you got it something else to add no i do i do agree with that there um there is a verse somewhere, like I always, you know, I don't have very good, like, advice. Um, it's awkward, like, at youth. So I'm a youth there. And also, it's awkward at youth because sometimes they, like, start talking about, like, relationships with the girls. And it's like, I don't really have good advice for that. But I always tell the boys, I'm like, just make sure, just make sure you really love her, is mm -hmm. what I tell them. Because that is kind of something that I think um, boys, like, they might get caught up in, like, Oh, she just looks looks pretty, but it's like make sure you really love her and the uh, and the uh, and there's all these different kinds of. I think that there's all these di like the Greek has like all these different kind different words for love, um, and the highest form of at least I, I think it's I don't I don't uh, I think it's the highest form of love is like self sacrifice mm -hmm. love, um, which so which here in verse twelve it's like when he says it was the woman you gave me like this man isn't sacrificing anything for this woman. Like he should be putting his life mm -hmm. on the line for this woman saying, Lord, like, Lord, like spare the woman. It was all my yeah. fault. You know, um, like he didn't sacrifice anything for that girl. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Any other thoughts on, on that passage? No. Bess, <laughs> you got anything? No. Um, yeah, I don't know. You guys can uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I don't know. I've I, even like the passage before that you guys read last time, like, um, just like the downfall of man. Just like thinking, like, um, like n the point where they didn't accept responsibility wasn't like the result of sin, but rather like, um, it's a result leading to sin and God's dishonor. Does that make sense? R repeat that again for me. Like. 
Adam not accepting responsibility isn't like a result of sin. Like it's not like um, sin happened and then Adam was able to like not accept responsibility. But in the other way, he didn't accept responsibility, and that's what led to um, like God's dishonor and, and uh, the downfall of sin. So you're saying before he even took the bite of that fruit, he already had the capacity within him to not accept responsibility. Well, like, yeah, that's his not respecting, his not accepting responsibility is what led to the downfall of sin, right? Like he could have, he had that opportunity. Yeah, because he, he didn't take his work, he didn't take his work to do very seriously, I guess you could say. Or I mean, we, all, we all get tempted by, yeah. by uh, Satan and, the sin, and sin, but um yeah he had the opportunity to not eat the apple and and to to tell eve not to but yeah that's why i think it was the downfall so i i probably i'll agree with you on that because i like how you said like we're all tempted by by satan because jesus especially was tempted by satan all the time right like when he was out in the wilderness and uh and he was hungry and the devil was tempting him and then when the devil took him to like the highest peak and said, look out here, like I can give you all this. And every time Jesus, unlike Adam, he accepted his, his responsibility. So then the sin didn't come. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, Adam didn't accept his responsibility. So the sin came. Mm-hmm. I think that was a good point. Yeah. So let's talk about Jesus now. So we've talked about Adam. Um, but our whole thing is we want to contrast Adam to Jesus. Um, and I will just point out in Genesis three that we read, you know, it already talked about Jesus and we may not have really realized it. Um, so in Genesis three, verse 15, it says, um, and I will cause hostility between you and the woman, um, referring to, um, the, you is referring to the serpent. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head. He referring to the offspring of the woman and you referring to the serpent will strike his heel. So that phrase there, he will strike your head and you will strike his heel is an image of eventually the, um, a man being born out of the woman, which is Jesus that will, that will crush the serpent, but the serpent, interestingly enough, will strike his heel. So it might look, it might, but what's the deadly blow? The deadly blow is the head. So in the end, in the end, the, the man uh, conquers the serpent, um, which is really quite cool. If you think about it, you think, um, you think man just got conquered by the serpent? No, no, no. God's going to send a way for man to eventually be able to conquer this serpent. Um so already we're foreshadowing already um, Jesus is hinted on the scene as the guy that's going to accept responsibility mm-hmm. for Adam's mistake. Okay. Yeah. I think that's like yeah. one of the biggest verses. And that's, that's what it's I got. One of the Jesus. biggest verses in like all of Genesis, like he will strike your head and he will strike a seal. Like there's so much, there's so much there that can be unpacked and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The imagery of that is cool. Yeah. Um, once again, like I was, I just kind of got this from the book. Like, if we take, like, uh, how God has entrusted us with the responsibility to obey His will, 
um, to do his work and to love the women he uh, love the women he gave us. Like um, Adam failed in all three of those, but like Jesus succeeded brilliantly in all three of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that can kind of be seen in John John four uh, verse thirty four. It's like while Jesus was working hard and healing people, um, the disciples like were worried about giving him food. They thought he was hungry. They thought he was tiring. And uh, in verse 34, Jesus just says, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from, and from finishing his work. Um, so right there, Jesus just kind of uh, highlights all three of those things. Um, Cause his, his work is uh, getting people saving, like uh, giving them salvation uh, for the church, which is Jesus's woman. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good point. So that was first. That was first thirty. Yeah. John four verse thirty four. Okay. Yeah, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. Huh, cool. That's really cool. Fish, you got anything? No, I was just thinking that that kind of reminded me of, I don't know, this might be a little off topic, but it reminded me of like what I heard in church the other day. I forgot what passage this is in, but um, yeah, when like Jesus is, um, is traveling through Samaria, um, and meets the Samaritan woman uh, at the well, and um, at that at that moment, it's not he asked the woman if he could um, get him some water because he was thirsty from walking. And at that moment, it's not like it wasn't common for for any, like any man to talk to a Samaritan woman. Um, and yeah, he just like uh, basically said to the woman, like, um, yeah, you can keep coming to the well and thirsting, but if you if you like put your trust in uh, and believe in God and um, yeah, just become a woman of God, then, then you, you will never thirst no more. So I just thought, I don't know. I don't know how, why I thought of that, but I just thought that was cool too. I think you probably thought of that. What? Cause it just yeah, says maybe. my <laughs> Like, like, no, but there's always this, like, there's this theme in the Bible, like again and again of like, you know, we like, mm-hmm. we are built with cravings right? Like cravings for, uh, for food, for water to sustain ourselves. But then, um, Jesus says, Hey, I'm the bread. I'm the bread of life. I'm the bread that came down from heaven and you eat me and I'll give you eternal life. So just like, um, I'm not, you know, the water thing, drinking water. I'm not sure. I don't know. That's something I wrestle with. Like, okay, what are you talking about when you're like, I don't know. Um, there's this, this whole theme with water that like, I keep trying to like dig into more in the Bible. Like what's, what's with water in the Bible. Um, but anyways, with, with food, I can just see it's like, we have cravings and we're consuming things. Um, and Jesus is saying, no, I'm, I'm the bread of life. You consume me like everything we eat. Um, everything we eat had to die first, um, for us to live. And Jesus is like, I'm the thing that if you consume me, um, I'll die. But when I die, I give you eternal life, not just like temporary life, just to get you. It's not just your daily mm-hmm. bread. It's your eternal bread. Um, so nourishment, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God. And then and then you're saying so it's like that's what that's what Jesus thirsts on. Jesus thirsts. Jesus thirsts 
on his um, responsibility um, to do what God has sent him to do. Um, and then, and then, so then I just want to see if there's a connection to that and like the woman at the well. So the woman is like, I don't know. Yeah. The Samaritan woman. Um, yeah. And this is, this is, by the way, like, um, what, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. I don't know where no, I'm like, going with like that. I'm just trying to think that. out loud. Yeah, that was really enlightening. Never thought of it really that way, but definitely should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else about Jesus accepting responsibility? I mean, we could go on for another couple episodes, giving examples, but. Hey. Yeah, we could, but I really like your I really like your example, Nick, because he he thrives off doing the will of God and doing His work. Like those are his those are responsibilities that God have, God has given man, and he's like, that's where I get my nourishment. I don't get tired from yeah. doing those things. Yeah, um, I think it's cool. Like, so, not necessarily in this passage, but like yeah. all throughout the Bible, it's just like it's crazy to see the amount of times that that man fails to accept responsibility and and you just see god's grace and love to like step in and accept our responsibility for us and mm-hmm. um yeah just like what yeah. think of that and what that means is mm-hmm. and like how many times that's happened it's, it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah well you guys what do we got next week mike we got uh or is it invest internally, or is that the week after that? Yeah, so, yeah, so next week is going to be leading courageously. Um, yeah, we'll talk about um, leading um, in the face of fear. Um, so you have these responsibilities. You have your work to do, your will to obey, your woman to love. But sometimes as you're pursuing these responsibilities, and when we pursue these responsibilities, we don't want to just, like, I love how Jesus is like, my nourishment comes from those responsibilities, right? Like, I energetically pursue these things. So as we energetically pursue these things, sometimes, sometimes um, rough circumstances arise because life's hard, life's difficult. So sometimes it's not easy. Um, and, and, uh, and fear starts to creep in. Okay, so fear starts to creep in about what's next. And then we're going to talk about, well, how do you keep going uh, even mm-hmm. in the face of fear? So that's what we're going to like, talk about I like next how week. Uh, they all connect to, like, like obviously rejecting passivity um, lead, or, like connects pretty easily to uh, accepting responsibility. And then, again, like, if you're leading uh, fearlessly, that can, like, if you accept responsibility, that can look like lead, leading fearlessly, so... Mm-hmm. I think you can't be a man without doing all of them. If you mm-hmm. fail in one, you kind of fail in the rest. They all kind of work together. They're entangled. Uh, yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you, Isaac. I think Nick mentioned that last week too about the connection between rejecting passivity mm-hmm. and accept responsibility. Um, and I, so I agree totally with that. Um, you can't do mm-hmm. one and be a man. You got to do them all. And uh, anyone who's uh, listening, if you want to, get a hold of us or uh, I don't know, say something to us or share a story or anything. Um, we're on social media. Uh, what's the easiest, Mike? Probably Instagram or 
Yeah, well, we've been getting some yeah. messages already through our Instagram chat. So, like, Instagram is common for people to send us a message that way. Um, you can send us. There is a way to send us a voice message um, through Anchor. I think if you just look, I've seen it on Spotify. If you look at the description for the podcast, um, and there's usually like a link to send a voice message. Uh, it'd be really cool if you sent one of those. Um, we could air your question on the podcast. You can actually hear yourself talk. Um, that would be kind of fun. Um, so you can you could consider doing that if you want. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, yeah, social media is a good way to reach out yeah, to our, us. Instagram, our handle Facebook. is no so, yeah. no capitals, no spaces. It's just G V U Ellen Boys. Um, yeah, go find us if you have yeah. anything to add. Hey, what's up? Oh, what's this? They had a TK. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but what's we'll up, TK? We're just like, okay. <laughs> TK just came in. Yeah. He's, he's delivering mail. It's Not too much. Isaac. How are you? Isaac, Nick, what's going on? Of the pod go here today. Isaac backed me up on the fantasy talk, so uh, probably the best guest, guest so far. Paul takes it. So, so does that mean no uh, lunch or lunch? It's a lunch for Mike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with the the he does get out of lunch. Well, but like the season still isn't over yet, so I don't no, think you're no, old. But- you don't owe him a lunch yet, but, but he didn't finish first. Yeah, that he didn't was ridiculous. I don't know how Dylan agreed with that. In the fantasy yeah. hockey league at all. 